0: Welcome to The Lavender Files, Crimes Unmasked, the true crime podcast that explores crimes against the LGBTQ plus community. Content may be distressing. Listener discretion advised. We approach
1: these stories with sensitivity, remembering the victims and their struggles. Our goal is to advocate for justice. For informational purposes only, listener discretion is advised.
0: Welcome back listeners to another captivating episode of The Lavender Files Crimes Mast. I'm Liz, your host.
1: And I'm Casey, and we are also joined here today by two very cute little fur babies. One who could care less, and
0: the other one who will not leave my side. Charlene Casper. And we're about to delve into the heart-wrenching narrative of Sakya Gunn. Her story serves as a somber reminder of the challenges faced by the LGBTQ plus individuals and how our commitment to empathy and understanding can make a difference.
1: Yeah, and I just want to say it just how important it really is that we dive into these stories. Uh, Just with empathy and respect, we're not trying to step on any toes or anything like that. We really just are trying to honor and remember the victims and remind everyone, you know, there's a lot of people in our community who see this every day, but there's also a lot of people in our community who don't see this. We're outside of our community who don't see this, and it needs to be said.
0: You are absolutely right. Our goal is to honor these individuals and shed light on the issues they faced. Now, let's start the journey of Sakya Gun. All right, I'm ready. Let's do
1: this, although I feel like I'm about to be sad.
0: Sakya Gun's story begins in 1987. Born as the eldest of three siblings, she found herself in the role of a peacemaker within her family. Raised by her grandmother, Thelma, a devout Jehovah's Witness, Sakia's life was a balancing act between her grandmother's beliefs and her own unique spirit. Thelma's convictions led Sakia to church, but her soul gravitated towards individual expression. It must have been
1: quite challenging for Sakia to navigate those two different worlds. I mean, I get it. I've definitely been there and I can see Trying to step out, but at the same time, trying not to disrespect those who have raised you. It's hard.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As she entered her teenage years, Sakya's friends often described her as charismatic and dynamic. At just 15, she stood at 5 feet 3 inches tall and weighed 130 pounds. Sakya's love for basketball propelled her onto the girls' varsity team as a guard, but she nurtured a dream of playing in the Women's National Basketball Association.
1: All right. And as far as guards go, I guess that would make sense for her because she's a little smaller and guards can be on the smaller side. So,
0: yes, she was a, a point guard for the girls varsity team. Interesting. So Sakya was actually an African-American lesbian, and it came with this with its own set of challenges. She was acutely aware of the heightened discrimination faced by queer individuals of color. It's unfortunate that even within the LGBTQ+ plus community, racism existed, often perpetuated by white gays and lesbians.
1: Honestly, that's just heartbreaking. I mean, within our community, we all know what it's like to be discriminated, discriminated against, and to, you know, see all these these issues, to face all these, you know, these pushbacks, and then to do it within our own community knowing how that feels it's actually pretty freaking sad on our part
0: yeah but despite this saki embraced her identity proudly identifying as an ag lesbian or an aggressive
1: hold on hold on hold on
0: what is an? what is that so an aggressive is kind of like a stud but who, who are into fems but they also realize that they can also fall in love with you know other studs or mask lesbians
1: Oh, I actually didn't know that. So look at me
0: taking away something new. Yeah, so Sakia's story sheds light on the complexities that can arise. She also had a close-knit group of friends who frequently explored gayborhoods in New York City, places teeming with life, boutiques, bars, and cafes. One of their favorite hangouts was the Chelsea Piers where they could freely express themselves. On that ill-fated night after an enjoyable time, They decided to walk back to the PATH train, opting against calling a cab despite the late hour.
1: So, so far it sounds like a typical night, but I'm going to go ahead and say things are about to
0: take a bad turn by the look in your face. It was not a typical night, as expected. In the early hours of Mother's Day, May 11th, 2003, around 3 a.m., Sakia's life intersected with that of Richard McCullough and Alan Pierce, both 28 years old. They approached Sakya's group with unsettling propositions. McCullough called out to Sakya with a chilling request, and I'm gonna give this to Casey for her to say.
1: Yo, shorty, come here. We wanna talk to you.
0: A request that's deeply unsettling given the young age of all the girls involved.
1: Honestly, I can just imagine the fear that probably went through the, all those girls' minds when someone says like, first of all, Dark Alley. You know, it's late at night.
0: 3 a.m. That's a,
1: you know, I know these girls aren't drinking age, but that's a sobering line to hear. The
0: girls are between the ages of 15 to 17. And the men who approached them were around 28 years old.
1: And that's that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And I, oh, I don't, I don't handle stress very well. So I could just imagine my body would be like shaking. But
0: I will say... That when I was between the ages of fifteen and seventeen that was that that was the age where I got the most attention from men you know, I can see that and that's
1: it's so disgusting that you can like you can pinpoint the fact that that was also like you can relate to these girls exactly that's that's ridiculous in this society that's
0: scary that's scary and this is the issue the girls are finding themselves in. Valencia, Sakya's cousin, shared in an interview that McCullough targeted Sakya, even threatening her with violence. The girls disclosed their sexual orientation and disinterest, a response that anyone in their shoes can understand. It's also alarming how such situations can trigger a fight-or-flight response. McCullough then escalated the encounter, choking one of Sakya's friends before releasing her. As for Sakya, she fought back, attempting to fend him off But he took a sinister turn grabbing her holding a knife to her neck and ultimately stabbing her in the chest
1: this is ridiculous all because they didn't want to first of all you're a grown-ass man and you're coming at a 13 to the 15 year old age like the girls are in those age gaps 15 to 17 15 to 17 oh i'm so sorry 15 to 17 and you're going after these girls and first of all they're rejecting you for your age and then for the fact that you're not part of their desire. I'm so sorry that your ego is that fragile that you had to escalate this into violence. What the big oh, I'm getting heated Why is he
0: going after these girls. I'm getting so, so
1: heated. Not only are they young, but now because you you don't find my sex attractive, you have to be punished. How small, how I don't how even tiny think, is that is that dewy down there,
0: even if they weren't lesbians, I feel like it would have the same approach to it, you know what,
1: and you're probably right. It's the fact that someone turned you down, which I don't know why men think that when they like when when men get turned down, they turned into this like raging animal, and there is no excuse for it whatsoever, like. Get off your high horse. You're not that good looking, my
0: guy. Like, have you ever been hit on a man and, like, you're scared to tell him, no, I don't, you know, I don't want to.
1: I come off very mass presenting, but yes, I still get hit on with the guys. And I will say, when I turn them down, it's almost like I've hurt their feelings in such a way that, like, they'll never recover from them. And I'm sorry. It sucks getting turned down. It does. I mean, I get it. It hurts your ego a little bit, but to get aggressive, to get ugly about it, or my favorite phrase is, you know, they get really stupid about it and they're like, you just haven't had a good in your life and let me fix that for you or whatever the case is, you know the phrase, you know it, everyone knows it. Yes, I do. And I think it's absolutely disgusting. Like, was that supposed to change my mind with you saying that? Was that supposed to be like, you're so right? Honestly, I can't live without it and I'm so glad you came into my life. Please fix me. It's not going to change my response. You're disgusting and in fact, I now find all men disgusting because you just said that line. You absolutely vulgar Shrek looking motherfucker. I hate you. (laughs) You can't tell, but Liz is losing <laughs> Because you can see how red my face is getting and I'm getting so heated because I really, I can't stand the fact that this happened to them. I've
0: actually never turned down a guy before. You've never turned on a guy before? No, I've okay. actually been too scared to. Oh, so oh. they would actually like put in their number into my phone oh,
1: Sweet, and, and
0: then, you know, as I'm walking away, I would block the number. Hopefully I'd never see them again. But yeah, um, that's what I would do. Oh, oh.
1: <laughs> that makes it so much worse because you're, 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 you're such afraid of hurting these men's egos that you're scared for almost at that point in your life. And um, unfortunately, these girls had this witness that, oh my God, that's...
0: I think just because they were in a group, they felt a lot safer
1: and you rejecting
0: know- them. But
1: I 100% get it, but it's not, like, their fault for rejecting them. And I, I don't want anyone to take it the way that, it, like, that. These girls had absolutely every right to, eject, to reject these men. In fact, it's beyond their rights to j- reject oh my- these men. Like, I just, it's it's just so crazy, like, and you're right. Numbers probably did give them a lot bigger boost to say, oh, they're not going to do anything because I have all my girls with me right because there's witnesses you know what i mean and these guys just didn't care and that's just that's ridiculous the fact that they thought that was okay they thought they could get away with it that oh my god i'm speechless
0: yeah and we're gonna learn later on what happened to them so let's get into that so after that mccullough and pierce fled in their car leaving sakya grievously wounded Valencia managed to record their license plate number. Who you go, girl? But the girls desperately flagged down a passing car, hoping to save Sakia's life. But she tragically passed en route to the hospital.
1: Oh, snap. Honestly, that's so lucky that they were able to flag on a car. I'm just sad that they couldn't save
0: her. Yeah, it is pretty sad. But as we just heard, they uh Valency managed to record their license plate number the so witch.
1: we love a girl who yeah who doesn't freak out and is ready to step up and i'm so proud of her i don't know if i in that moment i'd like to say i'd get my wits about me and i would write down those numbers and i would remember everything but you really don't know what you're gonna be like until you're in that situation and i can't say i know 100 percent i would so i'm so like absolutely all the commends to her
0: Yep, yeah, but later on, Sakiya's mother, Latona Gunn, received the devastating news on Mother's Day morning. On Mother's Day? Yes, this happened early Mother's Day morning. I forgot about that. Oh my gosh. Thelma, her grandmother, suffered a heart attack upon learning of her granddaughter's death. Oh. Also, Stacy Nickerson, the mother of one of Sakiya's ex-girlfriends, described the haunting scene in the trauma room as... Quote, her body was covered by a white sheet. It appears that they had unhooked everything because they couldn't save her. But there was blood everywhere. She had on her white do rag she always wears, and it was filled with blood. Both of her hands were full of blood. End quote.
1: Wow, that's that's so sad. And I imagine just because of the sheer like, just the sheer like, absolute devastating and crazy state that she was like in that must have impacted not only her family but the community in such a great way in such a crazy I I want to say great but crazy way
0: yeah actually her death spread like wildfire wildfire within the black and lesbian community and it eventually reached city officials and the mayor the community erected two shrines at the murder site to honor her memory meanwhile Thelma continued to recover in the hospital
1: It's amazing to see that the community really rallied behind the family and to honor her. I mean, honestly, you
0: can't say a lot of places would. Yeah, I agree. So I'm just gonna give a little bit of a disclaimer here that during my research, I was unable to find what happened with Alan Pierce and his trial. But what we do have is information about Richard McCullough in which I'll state here days after the attack richard mccullough surrendered to the authorities prompted by a warrant for his arrest he pleaded guilty to a range of charges including first degree aggravated manslaughter bias intimidation second degree aggravated assault and unlawful possession of a weapon although his trial faced a delay of two years mccullough initially pleaded not guilty he also claimed that Sakya had actually stabbed herself during the confrontation.
1: I'm sorry, stabbed
0: herself? Yeah, as in she ran into his knife.
1: Okay, sir. Who are you trying to convince with that load of absolute horch stung? Yeah, I agree. I think it's ridiculous that the trial was supposed to not long to begin with, but for that to be his, his statement, I think it's... Honestly, I hope the judge slapped him in his face. I hope the judge heard that and said, "Oh, okay, buddy, so you're guilty.
0: Yeah, and during the trial, his mother, Benita, also testified saying he was friendly and nonviolent.
1: I guess he wasn't that friendly because, you know, he stabbed a girl to death. Yes. and I guess
0: he wasn't non He non-violent? was also a predator. Yeah
1: I was just about to say because he viciously attacked some women. I wouldn't even say women because they're still girls at this point. He yes. viciously attacked girls for turning him down. First of all underage sir so try again. Secondly what was going through her mind when she said that? Who does
0: she think he is?
1: I just, I'm sorry. Were we thinking about the child version of your son or the version who's sitting in court
0: for stabbing a woman? And there's witnesses like everywhere. And she's like, no, he's nonviolent. You know, he's friendly.
1: I guess mothers really, and I I get it. Mothers can get desperate, you know, trying to save their lives. But um, he took the life of another like can we 15 year old girl can we wrap our heads around the fact that he took a life of another because she said no because she chose to want to go home because of the fact she was gay let's mm, I'm gonna even take that back I don't even care the fact that she was gay because she was a child I'm I'm so frustrated right now
0: (laughs) me too so eventually the judge pronounced a 20 year prison sentence after considering various statements which should have been more i think was yeah too little I feel like that was real nice of them and that yeah. at that point I think hmm. he should have the judge should have t- taken into consideration that he was going after minors also
1: and mo- and multiple cuz Who's to say he wouldn't have kept going and stabbing more of those girls? Yeah. Who's to say... And you're right, because they're minors, first of all. I feel like at that point, what are we going to say? Oh, we didn't know their ages? Because I I get it.
0: No, no, I've know. seen her picture. I've seen Sakya's picture, and she actually did look her age. So,
1: so there's no excuse. No. So what I'm hearing is we saw a young a young lady walk in the streets and said... Let me holler at her because she's young and I like that. And that's disgusting. I
0: want to vomit. Disgusting. Yes, very much so. And that's why Sakya's story is a painful reminder of the challenges faced by the LGBTQ plus community, particularly those of color. As we conclude this episode, let's carry forward with the message of empathy, understanding, and unity.
1: Well, thank you so much for telling me that story. I mean... It's definitely a story that's gonna stick with me. Uh, I hope going forward, we can all continue to honor her memory and continue the dialogue of the issues that she faced. I'm sure not only as um, a lesbian in the community, but also for the fact that she was black. I mean, it's crazy that people are racist even in in our own community, knowing what other people have to go through. I know we don't get to hear a lot about struggle she faced, but it is a known fact that in our community, you know, black women, trans black people, those are the most targeted people in our community. And that's just facts. You can look that up anywhere. Unfortunately, people think that even though they're, that they're less than people and they can be thrown away. And so they are often victimized. And it's incredible if you were to look up the facts and the statistics of how many LGBT members who are beaten, who are murdered, who are missing, who are neglected by the police to have their crime solved.
0: Are yeah, and black. I think that's why it took them two years.
1: Oh, I think so too, and I think that's why they thought, oh, like it took them, you know, like you said, it took them so long. They were just like, this is just another black crime, black on like black crime. Like, who cares? You know, there's, I'm. This is in New York. So I'm sure there's hundreds of crimes happening yeah. every day. Totally understand. But at the same time, this was a murder. Like, give her the attention she deserves. Let's be real. If she was a white woman, it yeah, was actually, attacked.
0: And if I remember during my research, her mother was kind of upset that her story didn't gain as much attention as matthew Shepard's story
1: oh and i'm sure that's i as a mother if that was well i'm not a mother um but if i was a mother that would be my first thing is the fact that like why is my baby not getting put in the news why is this not a global conversation because of what her skin color people of a color, seriously like i i i fully support her mom i think if she was a white woman I think the narrative would have been very different. I don't think it would have taken two years to sentence this man Mm -hmm. or to have a trial, or anything like that. And I think it would, it would have been such a different case. I think it would have been everywhere. I don't think anyone at all throughout the nation could have escaped hearing about this story. And it's ridiculous. And I think it would have not only sparked a race conversation. You know like this shouldn't only spark a race conversation this is spark a global conversation about men predators like male predators coming after young women because at the soul of this, that's what that should have been about and i feel like if she was a white girl that's exactly what it would have been out but about mm-hmm. everywhere you know what i mean but no because she's gay and because she's a woman of color it was just another story it was just another day it was just another crime it was just another part of the statistics, I guess.
0: Yeah. And that's ridiculous. Yeah, I agree.
1: Sorry for my rant.
0: I needed it. Sorry, but um, yeah, thank you for joining me in this exploration. Um, yeah, you're totally okay. But we wanna thank you guys, our listeners for joining us in today's episode. And remember that together We can shed a light on these stories and work towards a world that is more compassionate and just. Thank you so much for joining
1: us on The Lavender Files, Crimes and Mass. Remember, you can catch us on our podcasts on popular platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, RSS.com, Stitcher, Pandora, and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, we encourage you to leave a review, share us with your friends and family, and continue the conversation at home. Until next time, let's stand together in facing adversity and create a more accepting and loving world. And remember, that's some good coffee.